Hello. Hey. We're here. We're live. We're back. We're alive. Oh my gosh. This is so exciting. With major life decisions. Yes. And all the insight from 14 years of marriage. We're going to break down. Which is today's our anniversary. Today's our anniversary. We're going to say lessons that we've learned, favorite moments from our marriage, what we have done to just to get where we are today and also share the big updates. Yeah. What's kind of sparked the change and where we've been. So yep. join in. Here we go. And Wes is still counting down. And here we go. <laughs> and here we go. Hi, I'm Tira. And I'm Wes. Welcome to I Get It, the podcast that lets you know we are all on this wild ride together. And speaking of wild rides. Okay, okay, Wes. <laughs> we are here to have those hard conversations you typically don't even have with your best friend. Yeah, from navigating parenthood to living with adventure and generating income so we can actually retire one day. No topic is off limits, and we call body parts what they are. Life isn't always easy, and you are not alone. Welcome to I Get It. Welcome in. It's been so long I forgot what the intro did. Like oh, I totally. I started talking before it was done. But and everything's working. It's been a while since I've like set this up. I know. It's so sad. It's I so know. Sad. That break was completely unplanned. Com- completely. And our lives have changed a 180 since our last episode, which we will update you on shortly. Well, not a 180. I'm still 6'5". Well, we, things have changed dramatically. <laughs> yeah. And today is our 14-year wedding anniversary. 14 years. So Wes was like, what do you want to do for our anniversary? You well, said record a podcast. I want to do a podcast because this is just as much for us to get to sit and look at each other and have a conversation as it is for all of you incredible people in your car, on your walk, in your home, wherever you are, grocery store. I love listening to a podcast in the grocery store. Do you? Yeah. It's rare that I go, but when I do, I listen to a podcast. Yeah. So hello. Thank you for Make sure. tuning back in. Hold on, I got to say about grocery stores. One thing oh, that goodness. I thought was awesome. Yeah. You want to try to eat from the walls. Yeah. 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 I always thought that was cool. So if you're at the grocery store right now, stay to the walls, guys. Just get the food from the walls. But there are things that you need in the middle. Like you can't avoid the middle. Yeah, but they don't put cereal right. on the walls, you know. They're starting to, I feel like. they put them, That's why they put on the edge, the end, the aisle caps. Mm. So even if you're on the walls, you can see there's some Oreos right there. That's right. Yeah. Smart move. Um, happy anniversary, bud. Happy anniversary. Holy moly. 14 years, which we are going to dive into what that feels like, what we have learned in 14 years. But first, do you want to share? Do you want to share with the people? Many of you already know if you follow us. Yeah. We have big news. We do. Uh, we're moving to the Nashville area. We're moving to the Nashville area. Yeah. This has been... Us and everybody else, it seems like. <laughs> us and 85% of the rest of the country. Yeah. Um, yes. So this has been a long time coming, essentially. Um, Wes got to see one of our friends before I did, and he told her... And she goes, oh, yeah, I know. I've known for years. I've just been mm. waiting. I've just been waiting on you to <laughs> say it. Um, but it's a good change. Parts of it mm-hmm. are a good change. Um, but it is absolutely terrifying to be so grounded somewhere and be grounded somewhere that you love. Yeah, we do love this area. Yeah. Like We're we North Alabama. Love it. Yeah, we have... Very, very close friends and community and family that we've created here. And we know 
so many people. We are just touched by so many people that live here on a regular basis that it is, I think that's why it's kept us from leaving for so long. Um, but this has been a change that we've needed, I think, for a long time. And I've kind of put it off. Wes is an Enneagram 7, and so he needs exploration and adventure and change. And I've been able to kind of maintain that here by constantly doing different projects. We bought the triplex, and then we bought our house, and we bought our office, and we bought the RV, and we're always renovating something, and that's kind of held him off. Plus, with work, he has the opportunity to travel a lot, but he is continually asked, what do you think about moving to Franklin? Mm. What do you think about moving to Franklin? And selfishly, I've never had a reason to because I'm so grounded here and because I love the idea of our babies growing up two blocks from their best friends Yeah, that I've not, I've never wanted to go. And um, I've recently had an opportunity to join forces with, if you have listened to us for any amount of time, you have heard us say the names Dr. Glenn and Phyllis Hill of the Connection Codes. And you know how much they have influenced our lives and changed our lives. And they've been on the podcast a few times. And they have given me the opportunity to join their team, um, doing some contract work for them. But it's enough work that me physically being close to them would impact the job tremendously. Yeah. Um, Right now, they're driving down every other week or I'm driving there. And so to just be able to be close and dive into that work is a dream. It's my dream job. Yeah, work that you really feel called to and enjoy. I feel so called. For years, I did wedding photography. And I, I love photography. I love weddings. The cake is incredible. But anyone that is super close to me knows that I did weddings for the couples Mm. and for the relationships and to spend that time living life with a couple that's about to embark on this huge journey. And early, early on, I mean, the very third wedding that I ever shot, I gave her the sex talk. Mm. Like she already (laughs) knew that I was someone that she could come and talk to and she, she knew nothing about it. I would, I'd only been married a month and a half at that time, if even girl, let me tell you everything. All right. Like I feel so bad for her that I'm the person who it doesn't last as long as you think it's going to, that was there to give her advice because I knew nothing at that time, but I always tried to be a safe space for the brides and like truly live life with them in that season. And, um, Man, the impact that that has made on me. I've always known that I want to work with couples. That's a huge reason why we started this podcast, even before we knew of the connection codes. And um, this is just giving me that chance to do it. Yeah. So our plan, our we put our house on the market and it sold. We had two offers within like six hours. Mm-hmm. And by that, within two days, we had other offers and... Um, Ultimately, if you know the story of our house, I wrote a letter um, and the people who we bought our house from gave us our house based on that letter. And this couple wrote a letter to us as well. And I wept and wrote them back. And I'm, I'm so excited for them to get to live there. But I also have so much sadness to leave that house um, and just the area, the community, the people that it's close to. And now we're trying to find in the Nashville market. 
How's that going, Wes? It's not going well at all. Now, yeah. What's it like to buy in Nashville right now? Just so, tell us. Tell the people. <laughs> you know, you look at houses and within 24 hours they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, or you call the real estate agent or call yours and it's like, oh, sorry, they've already had six offers right, right, and right. they've already accepted one. Yeah. So the only way you can get in there is if you're like crazy above asking or have a huge escalation, right. you know? Right. Well, I just came up with an analogy for this moment and it's like you have 50 kids at a birthday party and the pinata and you don't know which kid is going to hit the pinata and when it's going to bust. Okay. So all these kids are standing around this pinata waiting for it to bust. Well, it finally busts and there's only one piece of candy that falls out. <laughs> so 50 kids are dashing that's, that's a great towards point. this one piece of candy and there may be stumps in the way blocking them from the candy. Like, yeah. It yeah, feels they're using all the tactics they can. Literally everything they can, and it feels impossible to do it. Um, and and then you get it, and you you're just kind of like it may be a three musketeer. Yeah, you don't even like three musketeers, but at this point, you're just glad that you're the one that got the piece of candy. Like you can't be picky about what you're getting. Yeah. So people are asking us, "What area are y'all moving in?" And we're at this point, <laughs> we are moving where someone will let us buy their house. Yeah. We don't care if it has three bedrooms, you know, what the specifics are out the window. Yeah. And so our plan is to leave Florence on around May 31st. And Wes is going to take the boys on the epic road trip of the summer heading to Portland. Olive Girl is going to summer camp for two weeks. And I'm essentially going to be floating and knocking on my friends' doors and asking if I can sleep on their couch. Yeah. Is what I imagine my plan. Or unpacking. We'll see. I mean, the dream would be that we would have a house, but that's just looking less and less likely. And um, and so that is our immediate life plan. I we are moving. Our house is sold. We don't have a house, and I've taken a new job. Yeah. So those are like major changes that have taken place. And now you know why we have been absent. Where we've been here. <laughs> like when we recorded our last podcast, let's just break this down. When we recorded our last podcast, it went out Valentine's. Oh, wow. I was about this, to see. Yeah. We didn't even know this was happening. Like this wasn't even in our conversations as a possibility. Right. We we missed the next week because I was in the hospital taking care of a family member. And... The next week we were putting our house on the market, (laughs) totally unplanned. And that is how we live life. We go from everything is normal. We're going to put a pool in our backyard to, oh no, we are uprooting and moving to a city (laughs) that is impossible to get into and changing careers. Yeah. I always feel like I just throw throw out these little ideas to you constantly in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Every few years, you just bite on them, and then it's like, boom, we're going. We're doing it. Like Once you decide it's happening, it's like- It's happening now. All in. That is so true. That is my personality type. I'm super hesitant to change, but I also have learned with you that I I have to say yes, Mm. you know? And and I want to say yes because I love you and because I want you to feel fulfilled, but- to an extent, I know that I get to be a constant in your life because I'm willing to change other things. And so that's what it is. It's just you throw things out and eventually, I've said no to Nashville for probably five years. 
And now I have this opportunity and I'm able to say yes. Mm-hmm. And so we are equally sad. And Could you have excited. said yes like a couple of years ago yeah. when the market wasn't as crazy? <laughs> we, we wouldn't have had the money then. Yeah. You know, and it's not even that we're like, we will be considered poor where we live. That is that is a hard part of leaving an area where... Like right now we are comfortable. Yeah. we I can rent my clothes for $88 a month and not stress about it. <laughs> but when we moved up there we will be considered like lower class, Hmm. you know, and that is going to be a change that may be difficult for a bit. Um, But hopefully the opportunities will come and that will shift and it will be worth it just for the people that we get to meet, even if we are considered poor. That's right. (laughs) It's going to take a lot. That's going to be the hard hit. That doesn't affect you, but as an Enneagram 3, it affects me, how I'm perceived by others. Mm, Yeah. And so this is going to be- Can we start a GoFundMe? No, move to Nashville. <laughs> no. but this a is, lot of people are doing that though. I believe that actually. <laughs> um, but this is going to be like an internal battle that I'm probably going to be processing mm. for the next bit of working really hard to not care about what the Joneses are doing and not feeling like I need to keep up with them and being super content with what I have and where I'm at. And I think yeah. that's going to be my, my next battle that I face within myself. Um, but now let's dive in to, we're doing this in our 14th year and which I think is weird because like I ultimately tomorrow will be the 15th year that I was with you yeah. <laughs> on that date, you know? Um, but let's talk about what this has felt like, you know, to be married so long and something about this year, I, f- I felt a shift happen in like even our anniversary, so today was a, a, something that I am working on with the connection codes went out. And so I've had super, I've been really nervous about it. I'm like starting this process. And last night we were going to bed and I was like, oh, Wes, tomorrow is the day for this thing with the connection codes. And then I was laying there and about 10 minutes later it hit me. I was like, oh my God, tomorrow's our anniversary. <laughs> you know, like I've officially reached the point of the couple of like forgetting, and it's not even that I've forgotten, but I've had moments of being like, oh, being intentional, it's your anniversary, you yeah. know, but life is so crazy and busy that it hasn't been this like, we're counting down mm-hmm. one month until, you know, like. Yeah, last night, it was the first time you, I think you've ever like crossed the threshold in the bed, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, because I, I felt so guilty that I like prioritized what I said about work and didn't acknowledge, uh-huh. you know, and I wanted you to feel seen that I had not forgotten. So, well, thank you. I crossed the, what does it mean to cross the threshold? Well, you know, cross that 50 yard line, you know, cause we usually sleep like he's on his side of the bed. I'm on my side of the bed. Yeah. And I like, we both like our space once we go to sleep Yeah. and I rolled over to your side of the bed and just like hugged you and said, yep. you know, 14 years ago. I know. It meant a lot for you to come over to my side, you know? <laughs> Good. It's like, that's effort. Uh, yeah, it was effort. Not really. I mean, it, you know, it, it takes intention. Oh, like, totally. I, I mean, could have told myself no in that moment. That's probably the majority of couples I've had to guess, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. In that moment, I could have just said, oh, and happy anniversary tomorrow or said nothing at all. But rolling over and giving you a hug and like letting you know, Actually, you're my priority tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I haven't forgotten that. I think those are the little things that we have done in the last 14 years with each other that have impacted who we are as a couple. And of like, 
gotten us to this point where we aren't just putting up with each other yeah. anymore. Yeah. Not that we ever have, but like, I think oftentimes, and if somebody's listening to this and you're feeling this, like, I know that you're not alone. And we, we have had years, like, I, there have been moments in our marriage where I've looked at you and I'm like, I feel like we're roommates right now, mm. you know? So there are definitely those seasons, but now we are in a season of being able to be really intentional because we're connected in all of these other ways, emotionally and sexually. And so the effort comes easy because you've just been raising the bar so high. Like mm. you do so much for me. That come on, if I if me just crossing the fifty yard line <laughs> <laughs> makes you feel good, well, I'm gonna cross the fifty yard line, you know. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we look at us speaking sports terms. <laughs> I know. Don't ever. As soon as you go fat past the fifty yard line, you a touchdown. You know. Well, we I didn't get to the touchdown last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but w- I think that's one of the things that we have really done well is to be intentional with each other and in those dark seasons to keep pushing through that. You know, I, I was thinking this morning, wow, year seven through year nine, those are, that was, those are two really, really hard years. And really through year 10 up to year 10, our 10 year anniversary, there was healing. Um, and to think, okay, well, we just kept, we kept going, you know, we, we did therapy, we asked for help, we used resources, we have learned the Enneagram and practice the love languages and all of those things have paid off, you know, and not to say that we're not going to enter another season like that. And hopefully now we have the tools we need to help us through those seasons better, but I definitely believe we're going to have dark seasons ahead of us. But knowing that we didn't just stop during those three years of hell gives me hope for what it can still be. Yeah. So let me ask you, what is your view of marriage like changed? You know, we stood there on the altar and we thought we knew what we were getting into. And you may have had an idea of what marriage looked like. But how what how's that changed? Well, I'm not really good at these things, you know, off the cuff. Um. I, you know, I guess it does take a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, you thought it was just going to be easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was so easy when you first get together, right? I'm just so easy to love. A hundred percent. Not really, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's really easy in the first, when you first start a relationship, there's that spark, you know what I mean? And right. that, you like, don't get married to somebody you don't like. Yeah. You know, or I don't know why you would. Right. Um. Yeah. But it takes a lot of effort, you know, things change, bodies change, emotions change, your mind, you know, it's just like, you throw four children into the mix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who are constantly needing you. Um, Financial stress. Absolutely. You know, things change a lot. And so it's just adapting, 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 just making sure, you know, we're there and we're constant with each other. Yeah. So I think that's what, that's what's changed a lot, you know, and I think we'll continue to change. It's yeah. just, um, I like to use the word pivoting, you know, mm. you kind of go down this one way and then something arises and you pivot and you pivot and pivot until, you know, yeah, you hit, hit the finish line. Yeah, so absolutely. For me, something that has changed in like how I view marriage or what I think about marriage compared to how I felt on that day 
is when we got married that day, I, there were lots of things I believed in that season of my life that I've changed my mind on. But one of them is that when you get married, divorce is never an option. Mm. Like you cannot, it does not matter. You have made a vow in front of God and you cannot get divorced. And I believe in divorce now. Mm. Like cheer people on to an extent. Um, and, And that's the wrong way to say it. But I believe in spending your life with people that show up for you Mm. and, and how that has affected me and you in our own marriage is that it pushes me to be the person that shows up And, and knowing that we will both have seasons where we can't, you know, like, gosh, whatever year that was, you broke your leg. And all of this morning, I wasn't feeling great. She was like, you should go to the doctor, but it's your anniversary. You can go tomorrow. I was like, one year on our our anniversary? We went to five doctor's appointments that day. It was the year Papa had his, broke his Mm. leg, you know? And, um, and so there are those brief, those seasons that we go through, but ultimately we feel that need to show up for each other. Like I can't get lazy in this relationship if I want you to still show up for me. Yeah. You know, because I don't want you to ever question that. And as long as I am willing to put that work in and show up for you and listen to what you're needing from me in that season, then our relationship should be pretty solid. Yeah. You know, and same for you. Like, I know you, we, we've started having friends get divorced and, and colleagues and people that we work with. And that's created some fear in you. Like mm-hmm. We've had some conversations of you being like, man, just where did things go wrong and how do I prevent that? And you've just really had a lot of fear in that. But in reality, you show up for me so well that I will do everything. And I've told you this recently, like I'll do everything I can to protect what we have because you challenge me to be a better partner. Yeah. So as long as we have this like unspoken, spoken competition between the two of us to, I'm going to one up you, you know, Mm. like I want to love you as hard or harder than you have loved me recently. It helps us to be solid. And, and I hurt for people that have shown up and shown up and shown up and shown up and their partner just refuses to. Yeah. I think as you just get into marriage, a lot further in, you know, you just say like, oh, wow, there are some marriages where I feel like really bad for this other person. You yeah. Know? Like, and so for them, I can't blame them. And so my views of that situation has changed of you get to live one time yeah, and live in like with somebody that pushes you forward, you know? And you constantly do that for me. And I hope that I constantly do that for you. And I think it's because my view has changed. If if I was still thinking, oh, no, we can never get divorced no matter what, mm-hmm. I'd probably be miserable because I'd feel stuck. Mm. But I don't feel stuck. Instead, I feel inspired. And that's that's my big change. Yeah. Yeah, in 14 years. What is your favorite memory from the last 14 years that we've done oh, together? Oh, my gosh. Probably going to involve travel. Of course. Which trip? <laughs> um, I know. I think I know which one you're going to say. Europe. Oh, I didn't think you'd say Europe. That's usually my answer. I you think I'll sure. say Japan? 
I thought you were going to say Costa Rica because you remember that pool? Outside? Oh, I do remember Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was within the last year. <laughs> but still, that was, yeah. that raised the bar. Yeah, totally. 100%. Um, yeah, we'd never done something like the all inclusive resort. Yeah. yeah. And that was amazing. Um, yeah, I think Europe was just really fun. We we had no agenda. No, we literally just went and yeah. just hung out everywhere. Um, but I will say one of the, sorry, I don't want to change the subject, but also I love getting older. Yeah. And I think we're owning that. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I love being able to afford to do some things that you just don't get to do early on in your marriage, you know, mm. or we didn't. We didn't, um, yeah. So it, it's fun, you know, and that's why I think I love being in business for ourselves an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, yeah. Uh, just because we can say, hey, this is a priority of ours. Let's try that way. Right. You know, right. Um, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. To do things like Costa Rica and to do things like going on an RV trip with my boys, you know. Right. Um, I don't know. I love that. That's Those are the things. I guess I always think it back to, um, you know when you get a license at 16 or whatever, you can't really rent a car till you're, they say 25, you right, know? Right, right, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be an adult or I can just rent a car, you know? But you had a car. I, oh, I know. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't until uh, when I was 25, I was like, man, I can just rent a car whenever I want to. And now I'm like, dude, I'm old enough. I'm 38 years old. I can just rent a car you whenever I want to. You to rent a car. I didn't know this like dated back to your teenage years. I guess so. Because you do. You love to rent a car. Yeah. I love travel. You, you love anything new. <laughs> This is true. That is what you love. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I just love uh, being older with you and experiencing that with you. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mine is getting to work with you full time. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we have worked essentially side by side. I mean, there have definitely been some lapses, COVID and babies and things like that. And And those, I say lapses, those are like, brief, you know, and our jobs have changed tremendously, but ultimately we, we're together, you know, and that is about to shift in a different way. Maybe I'm really going to be working from home. So we'll still be, we together both will be. So I think <laughs> even more, that's true. We'll probably will be together more. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, but there was like a moment where anyone that's an entrepreneur, you have that moment of saying, I'm going to quit and just go get a real job, you know, and it happens I remember, every other month. You know, we, we used to have those breakdowns yeah. all the time. And I was going to go get a job at Lister Hill, which is the a local credit union. And I was like, this is, this is what I'm about to do is go get this job or apply for it at least try to. And I can just remember thinking, Oh my gosh, like we would say goodbye to each other every day. And, um, lived such different lives and and we still do to an extent you get to travel and have those experiences without me and and that's incredible but ultimately we're on the same team yeah you know in in every aspect of our life we're on the same team whether we're at home with our kids and our household or we're on the same team when we are financially building a company together and even now with me taking a new position that we're still on the same team building companies together. Like you're helping me and I'm helping you. And I feel like the luckiest person in the world that I get to do that. Yeah. And that I get to do it with somebody that I am just obsessed with, you know? Yeah. And eating all the food everywhere <laughs> we go. I totally agree. Yeah. I, you know, I don't really even know what life is like 
without working alongside of you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so. What has been the biggest lesson you have learned? Mm, you first. Okay. Mine is about sex. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, and, and maybe not even as much sex. Uh, ours was sexual, and I imagine a lot of people's ours. Mm-hmm. For years, you tried to tell me what your needs were, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand them, and I didn't prioritize them. Why didn't you understand them immediately? <laughs> Did I not communicate that well enough? No, you didn't, <laughs> because you were saying... We haven't had sex in, you know, seven days when in reality it had been four. Yeah. And so then now we're in a fight about it instead of, hey, I'm like feeling lonely or Mm. I've been, you know, really have a lot of joy thinking about having sex with you. And that is much more connecting. And I also just didn't understand and you didn't understand the level of exhaustion that I was in. But even before that, before we even had kids... I just didn't understand what was possible sexually like yeah. and what it felt like to be connected and what it felt like to just enjoy each other and have freedom in that. And it's take it took us 12 years to begin that process to get there. And so I think it was just like the lesson has been when you tell me something that you need, even if I don't understand it, we really need to process that with each other and um and then also to allow myself to just us just to feel free with each other in that way and enjoy it and process my shame that Mm. i feel in the moment um so we can move forward in it yeah Um, so we're not depriving ourselves of the goodness that the good lord made amen yeah I think the biggest lesson, oh, I just had it, but then I started thinking about sex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I could see that in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, oh, I remember. Okay, so uh, I say a few years ago, but who knows when it was. <laughs> um, I remember like you basically said no matter what, if we lost everything, you just want to feel safe with me. Mm, yeah. Um, and if we live in a, I hate the word cardboard box thing, but like if we had nothing, you just want to feel safe and know that I am not leaving that I, um, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. be with, you know, be with you and take yeah. care of you and just make you feel safe. Right. And that I knew where you were mentally. Mm. Because during that season, you were having a lot of emotions that you weren't sharing with me. And so that took you like, man, it was tough. I was really tough. And so us being able to be vulnerable with each other created that safety. Yeah. For you to be able to come and like a share with each other, like, hey, I'm having this fear. I'm having this sadness that we typically wouldn't tell each other man, the safety that that brings. And and you and I are currently working through how much do we tell each other, you know? Yeah. And it's like this weird space to be of like, if I walk into a coffee shop and there's a guy and I think he's hot, like, do I tell Wes that I, and this is a, well, I guess I'm telling the world that I'm having these thoughts. Mm. It's a new thing. I've never thought any guy was attractive, like a truly never, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. 
And so now you and I are navigating this, like, how can we make each other feel safe and build that trust? And at what level do we feel like we need to share those things? And I am, as y'all know, an oversharer. And I want you to know every thought that ever comes into my mind, because for me, that means you're safe. Yeah. You know? And so you're, you're navigating that with yourself as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, when I walk into a coffee shop and see a guy who I think is hot, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not attracted to men. And see, that's something for you. Like, I don't worry about you with that because guys think girls are attractive all the time. And I've just never thought other guys are attractive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, God, Wes needs to know that yeah. this guy was attractive. And that's the only thought I had about the man. But I just want you to feel so safe with me that you know everything that I think about. Yeah. And so, well, and that's a good thing. Vulnerability equals safety. I'm so proud of myself for saying the word vulnerability. Sorry. That was always, it's always been a tough one. Yeah. Um, But that equals safety. Yeah. And I think as a man, most of the time we feel like, oh, me providing the income, giving her a good nest egg of cash on the side, like, oh, that's safety right there. Right. That honestly, no, women could care less. Yeah. And specifically you, I mean, like, you know, if we had nothing, it's just the know where my mind is, where the, to know who I am to my core and my emotions is what makes you feel safe. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean the, that's just not the easiest thing for a guy. Yeah, totally. So, well, and it goes against everything that you're taught. Yeah. I mean, truly, like it goes against everything that you as a young boy were educated on. Like you provide, you don't cry, you keep your stuff together. Yeah. You know, you, you hide how you feel. And so you are truly like deconstructing what you were taught. And you've always been somebody that like, and I wouldn't say you're an extreme version of that. So I can't imagine for a man that really grew up like, you this is how you live yeah, your don't life. cry about it yeah yeah suck it up boy yeah you know be a man be a man and go get a job mm-hmm. you know get a job using your hands be tough you know yep. i can't imagine how they would feel and there are women that are attracted to that yeah there are um but i would i would question you know i i don't know i would like to see an analysis of their long-term yeah. relationship yeah um and that doesn't mean you're crying to me all the time either. It's just that we are open with each other. Yeah. So 14 years, know everything about each other. Not really, but we're, we are willing to tell each other. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. So. And for anyone who is young, still in their marriage, and they're like, man, sex is awful. It gets better. I can remember listening to a podcast nine years in and they, they were talking about year 12, their sex life changed. And that was truly the year that it changed for us as mm. well. And it took effort and it took intentionality and it took education. Yeah. Um, but it paid off for sure. And and that's true for everything, yeah. you know? And so growing together in this season and making choices to see each other and take leaps with each other because it gives us identity. You gain identity from this move. Um, I gain identity from having a job that fulfills me. Um, and from you being vulnerable with me. Mm. So thanks for marrying me, bud. Oh, thank you. Um, do you want to say like what a lunatic I acted like on our wedding day? Do you remember? No. 
I like jumped up and down at the altar. Oh, that part. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were, yeah, it was get, you were giddy. Uh, we went to a wedding this weekend and my dad was with us and he was like, Tira, your wedding, I've just never seen anything like it. <laughs> you know, like jumping up and down, talk, turn around, talking to people in the audience, using yeah. my, like I use it all the hand motions. Like I freaking was so happy so happy and that's without question like that happiness existed for a reason you can't not show your emotions i can't not no but like that's too negative sorry (laughs) where i am today proves that that happiness was real yeah do you know what i mean like that that was i could see that something good was there and we have really been intentional to make sure that that stayed that way yep so i love you more than anything i love you too thank y'all for listening to us ramble about our happenings and our what we've experienced and what we've learned and i'm sure 10 years from now when we do our 24 year anniversary episode we'll say the sex is even better <laughs> we it, it like honestly it'll be so interesting to know yeah. 10 years from now the what we're saying today will be like oh man things totally shifted things totally changed and what do you hope for Oh man, what do I hope for? We'll have teenagers. Um, mm. I mean, I hope that we're as connected then as we are now. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hope that we are we continue to put each other first, and that our jobs support that, and not the other way around, and that we will fight for that. It's all about intentionality. And as long as I continue to show up, I believe that you will. And so just holding myself to that standard to do that. Like, yeah. That's what I hope for. Yeah. Um, I hope that we're all healthy because mm-hmm. I think health is a huge thing that knocks people down. Huge. I can't even imagine, you know. So, yeah. I hope that we listen and we're like, we were such babies then. You know, things have only gotten better. That's That's what I hope. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You, what about you? Do you have anything different? I just want to be beside you and to be semi-retired and <laughs> travel the world. But yes. then we'll still we'll have between fourteen and nineteen years old kids. Yeah. Um. You yeah. just hope you have two good legs so you can travel the world. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I got a I got a million dollar leg right now from surgeries. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for showing up. Um, Obviously, you need to hit the subscribe button so you know when these podcasts are going to go live. Yeah. Um, Thank you for your patience, for your grace. We plan to continue to show up here. Yeah. Um, We love doing this. Our absence has no reflection of this podcast. It is truly just because we are keeping our heads above water. Well, the fact that we're on our anniversary right now, recording a podcast is pretty big. That says a lot about how we feel yeah. about it. Life just gets busy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And those of you that have messaged me and said, where's it at? You know, or, mm-hmm. are, y- are y'all coming back? Thank you. Thank you. It gives me identity and it helps me know that it matters to you too. And yeah. it, it's not just me. So, um, be on the lookout for a lot of stuff from connection codes. Oh yeah, that this is a great opportunity to. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, an ad right here. Okay. Um. So there are a few different opportunities. Should I give two opportunities or no? Is that too many? Give three. Okay. Well, I'll do two. 
Um, so I have started a podcast with Dr. Glenn and Phyllis um, called The Connection Codes, and you can go and listen to it. That is where they share so much of the information that they teach. Yeah. And we currently have a private episode on their website, connectioncodes.co forward slash sex talk. And that's where we talk about the emotions that we all experience in our sexual relationships, because we know that we cannot have incredible sex unless we are emotionally connected and unless we are like really realizing what we're feeling. You know, that's what I was saying well, earlier. We've done both. We've had non-emotional sex and emotional sex. But which one sucked? Oh, the non-emotional. Right. Like yeah. you coming and say, it's been seven days. Yeah. Well, now we're fighting. Yeah. So sex is not fun because we're fighting about it all the time. And so we break down that conversation. Dr. Glenn is a sexologist and he is the perfect person to listen to uh, as well as Phyllis. He brings the research. He brings the data. Phyllis brings the real life. Absolutely. Like that's why we love them so much. And I bring the questions. (laughs) You do. Yeah. Seriously. So you can go to connectioncodes.co forward slash sex talk to listen or watch that episode. And we have talked so much about how it has changed our lives. We are going to be launching a new foundations course soon. You can also go to their website and join the wait list. I'll talk more about this, but they're about to release a series on how to break the cycle of frustration in your marriage. So connectioncodes.co and join the wait list yeah. to get that free content. Yep. So appreciate you listening. I remember like how I used to close it out. I know. I feel like I used to say something. Oh my gosh, my heart. Okay. So I know that life is a little crazy and there are days that you feel a little crazy, especially when you're needing to spice things up in your life and in your relationship. So you just put your house on the market one day (laughs) and see what happens and completely uproot your life or something new. If you've ever done that, you're not alone. (laughs) Hopefully we're not the ones alone, but let us know if you have, I guess I should say if you've ever just needed something new, Hmm. something fresh to add spark back to your life, you're not alone. I get it. Be happy and love love each each other. Peace.